The Giants announced that they had a big press conference coming up today, and this time it wasn't canceled. It wasn't a repeat of the Carlos Correa situation. No, in fact, Bob Melvin was introduced as the next manager of the San Francisco Giants, and I'm pretty much fully on board that this is the right move at the right time for this team. You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and on the show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Check us out there. And please hit that subscribe button wherever it is that you're following the show. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. And where we get started, yes, indeed, this escalated uh, rather quickly. Um, Over the span of three days, you know, we did like a inevitability of Bob Melvin being hired to then yesterday it was reported that he was going to be the manager and so it was like basically official and I did a crossover with Javier Reyes from Locked on Padres and we broke down from the Giants side and the Padres side because it's crazy from the Padres side actually um, it's crazy from their side it's good I think from the Giants side and then today we have an official we actually get that press conference you know the last time the Giants announced a major press conference things went sideways the morning of but this time uh, things went smoothly and I'll also point out just uh, not to rub salt in the wound of Gabe Kapler but things went a lot more smoothly than it than they did when Kapler was introduced which you know that presser was uncomfortable and tense. I don't think there was any clapping. This press conference, people like in the media in attendance were clapping at the introduction of Melvin. And I think that speaks volumes. I mean, that's just what, that's what the difference is between these two managers for the Giants is that um, Bob Melvin just carries that reputation with him. And Kapler was like a, you know, uh, he just faced an uphill battle popularity-wise with the fans, with the media, with everybody. Players, I think, even perhaps as well. And Bob Melvin just represents, I think, kind of the polar opposite of that. Yet, he's not, you know, Buck Showalter, who I would also say, um, you know, like some quote-unquote old-school manager who just... Uh, does things their way and commands respect and tells the analytics nerds to stay out of the clubhouse. You know, that he's not, Bob Melvin is not that because he managed in Oakland where he said in the press conference today, he's like, we were in Oakland and we had to do things analytically. Like he was asked about this. Um, he's like, that's how we had to win because we didn't spend a lot of money and we had to, uh, so he had to learn all that stuff. And so he brings both elements to the table um 
and also seemingly knows when to, you know, like has the finger on the pulse of the team and knows when to uh, fire up the troops in a certain way, you know, get angry or whatever. Just like a people person, a people person versus a more robotic personality, which Gabe Kapler, for all the strengths that he may have had, he had weaknesses and a lot of it had to do with kind of personality and people skills, I think, in my opinion. And just the more the more that I've dug into this, the more that I've talked about it, the more that I've thought about it, I just think there's they, they really actually picked the perfect person for this job. And oh, by the way, we'll get into the breaking news later about Farhan Zaidi being extended. And I know that a lot of people are not going to be happy about that, but many of you probably are looking for my reaction to it. Um, there's going to be opinions is what I'm trying to say. But uh, before we get into Zaidi, I want to say that they announced that this is a three-year contract for Bob Melvin. And so Bob Melvin was under contract with the Padres for next year. And so the fact that the Padres allowed him to interview with the Giants. Like they did not have to allow him to do it. The for, there's so many, like I could talk for 10 hours about this, but basically like look at that roster in San Diego and then look at what, you know, the, it perceived what is perceived to be kind of this roster here. And the fact that he wanted to leave San Diego and come to the Giants and, you know, people talk about, oh, the front office needs to go and everybody needs to get fired and, and whatever. But this is like one of the most respected managers in the game wants to leave that Padres team and come here to manage this Giants team speaks volumes about the Padres. And I think it speaks volumes about the Giants as well. And again, so it was the last year of his contract. The fact that they allowed him to even interview, first of all, thank you, Padres. Um, Farhan Zaidi thanked them uh, for being accommodating. Basically, there was a unfixable relationship between Melvin and AJ Preller, and Melvin doesn't have unfixable relationships with anybody. So that's the thing that I got into with Javier Reyes yesterday was like, uh, maybe Preller is the problem and not all these managers that he's cycled through, like one every other year on average maybe even more than one every other year on average. Um, and, but anyway, so it was, he had one more year on his contract and they let him interview with the Giants. And so if it was just a straight up, uh, first of all, the Padres are trying to cut costs a little bit and Melvin was owed one of the highest salaries in the game at $4 million uh, for a manager, one of the highest salaries in the game. And, uh, the Giants could have simply just taken that on as part of like they made like the, this was the Padres could have like demanded compensation financially or even a player in return. But their Farhan said there was no compensation in return, but the Giants presumably will be paying Melvin at least what he was owed for next year under his previous contract, for, which is four million dollars plus. He gets two years extended onto that. So this is not, he is no longer entering the last year of a contract. The Giants have given him a three-year contract. So he's he is signed with the Giants to be their manager through 2026. And that is a big deal because you don't want him coming in and then the uncertainty 
just organizational instability is just not something you want almost like no matter what, unless you're just really in disarray, which I don't think is the state of this organization. This two disappointing seasons. Yes. But disarray, I would say no. Um, but even if your manager is signed for three years, it becomes awkward and problematic and potentially an issue with recruiting uh, when you're trying to attract players to come sign with you if your president of baseball operations is entering the last year of his contract because then they're like okay well this guy might he might be one poor season away from getting fired and then things might completely get overhauled however all of that was put to rest as greg johnson was you know on the podium and basically said uh when asked that they had an agreement like a verbal agreement essentially with Farhan Zaidi to also be extended through 2026 like Bob Melvin and so that is huge news and we are going to get into my opinion and why I think despite the two disappointing seasons and whatever all the negatives you can throw out there about Farhan Zaidi which I'll give credit to the ones I'll I'll mention them but I think it is in fact, a good, healthy thing for the organization. And I'll explain why in just a minute. And before we do, today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at FanDuel. October baseball is back. The World Series matchup is set. Who would have guessed? Arizona Diamondbacks and Texas Rangers. Bruce Bochy back in the World Series. And you can make your postseason debut with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Join FanDuel today. And you'll get started with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to create your new account. Then you can get in on the action from the first pitch until the final out. You can bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs to who will win the game to who will win the series. And if you don't want to wait the whole game to get a dub, predict what will happen in the next at bat with quick bets. And that's a lot of fun, especially when the stakes are high like they will be in the World Series. So head on over to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn right now and just step up to the plate along with the players this postseason with 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. All right, as promised, Farhan Zaidi gets an extension. I'm sure that this is going to make a lot of people <laughs> mad, and I'm sorry for you if that's one if that's your position on this. Thanks again for making uh, Locked On Giants your first listen every day. Every dayers, more Bob Melvin reaction is coming. I want to do a mailbag episode. I want to uh, get some more quotes you know he's doing the rounds interview wise today and we're going to hear a lot from bob melvin and so just a lot of that coming up throughout the rest of the week just full reaction to this and what it means for the giants moving forward and also farhan zaidi extension reaction as well coming to you and a mailbag um maybe getting into these topics in more detail now that this has been finalized so uh check that out and now I, I do just want to mention, I mean, it's breaking news. Farhan Zaidi was also, like Bob Melvin, entering the last year of his contract coming into 2024. And in fact, going into this season, we didn't even know his con 
contractual status because it was a team option that they had picked up. Um, no, no, for sorry, for for 2024. We didn't know if he was even under contract for 2024, but they had picked up an option, so he was, and that's the that'll be the sixth year. And so I understand the criticism when you talk about okay, he's entering his sixth year, and they've had one winning season. First of all, the sixth year hasn't happened yet. Second of all, one of the years was a COVID year where they were 29 and 31. They could have, they won two more games. They would have been over 500. They've basically been like mediocre every year, except when they won 107 games. And I understand that's not good enough. I've been very forthcoming. It's like, duh, it's not good enough. Obviously, no, we can't just have year after year of that. It has to change. But there are also a lot of positives to what Farhan Zaidi has done. And also, I just, as I said on Twitter or X, I just think that stability is underrated, like to an extreme. It's very underrated. And the reason I think that is because if you bring in, if you fire Farhan Zaidi and bring in somebody new, it just creates a whole different, first of all, they would probably seek out someone similar to him. Okay, so you're not going to they're not going to hire Will Clark to be the president of baseball operations. You know, so to those of you who that's what you want, like, I'm sorry, but you can just keep wanting that. But you're going to be upset uh, for the rest of your life because they're just they're not going to do something like that. They and like Bob Melvin said, like analytics are just part of the game now. Like you just can't escape it. And um I just think that Melvin having a manager who's more kind of a mixture of he kind of like, you know, has that credibility and uh, carries that weight that players respect automatically is important. And I again, I like no disrespect to Gabe Kapler, but I think that was a problem for him. So, um, but Zaidi, I mean, there's a lot of positives. There are a lot of positives that have happened since he's come here. And, you know, I could list them all. I could talk about the trade for a lot of good trades. You know, they've traded for a lot of quality, but not star players. And they've given up essentially nothing in return for these players. And a lot of them, I mean, almost all of the ones I'm going to mention are not just guys who were like, okay, well, you get them for a year and then they're a free agent. We're talking about guys who had years and years and years, potentially their full term, like service time, uh, like six years of service time of team control. Giants got good slash decent players for like nothing in the form of a Mike Yastrzemski, a Tyro Estrada, a Lamont Wade Jr., a J.D. Davis, and... I'm probably forgetting others. And then we're just starting to see some of their draft picks. Like it takes time for your organizational philosophies and like the types of players that you target, especially in drafts and whatnot to come up. And like, for example, they didn't draft Joey Bart. A lot of people had super high expectations for Bart. A lot of uh, prospect publications had Bart as a top 20 prospect in baseball and he just like completely has disappointed and like nobody had Patrick Bailey anywhere close to any kind of top 100 list coming into the year and 
he became like kind of a stud. Uh, he did fall really far down offensively as the season wore on and he wore down uh energy wise apparently um but defensively he was a star and you know we saw Casey Schmidt and Kyle Harrison uh and the upside that he represents these are draft picks under Farhan Zaidi and so we haven't seen it through it takes literally like more than five years until you start to see some of that stuff come to fruition. And so if you're just like an impulsive organization, that's like, okay, you had a bad season or two mediocre seasons time to like wipe the slate clean and start over. It's just, it takes too long to, to transition and you're not, it's not a good thing. I don't think it would not be a good thing for the organization. And as again, Bob Melvin said in this press conference from today, this team has tried to shop at the top of the market. And if they came away with a Bryce Harper or an Aaron judge or a Carlos Correa or multiples of those players, this team looks a lot different. And as Melvin said again, like they, I mean, he, he basically said it. And this is like someone again, uh, and again, like why would he leave the Padres who have all that kind of talent already to come here? If he thought this team was just like not going to spend money and was just going to be boring and was just going to, you know, stink. Why would he do that? Why would he leave the situation in San Diego? It's not that, I mean, it was probably bad like of a situation between him and the general manager, but this has to be also attractive. And it's not just attractive for him because it's like, oh, I grew up here. No, he he clearly, clearly, clearly believes in that good things are to come for the Giants. And one of the, okay, so he alluded to that they intend to shop at the top of the market again. And Farhan Zaidi was asked, I think it was after the, press conference and on TV um, with Carlos Ramirez of NBC Sports Bay Area about their like offseason priorities. And he he reiterated their intent to shop at the top of the uh, for for front end starting pitching. And so there's a lot of that out there, including Blake Snell, who just played for Bob Melvin. There's uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto out of Japan. Um there's top end starting pitching out there and Zaidi's talking about their intent and they haven't had a problem like with getting pitchers to want to play here. And so um, it sounds like, I mean, I would put money on them probably ending up with a high end starting pitcher this off season. And so like those Tyro deals and those finding a Yastrzemski and a Wade and a Tyro and a JD Davis and, Darren Ruff and and drafting, you know, Kyle Harrison and and blah blah blah. All of that shouldn't be overlooked. Like the the flaws are there too, but I think what they're mostly missing is like consistent production from the farm system, which we started to finally see this year, but let's see it continue. Luciano, uh Matos, those guys continuing to to develop even though those were not uh, international signings by this front office. That was the last one. But, you know, Bailey and uh, Harrison, those were draft picks by this front office. But also continue to shop at the top of the market and eventually come away with some guys. And if you come away with some guys and you start to get 
like real production out of some of your minor leaguers, plus you add in all the complementary players that they already have, then you've got a really good situation all of a sudden. And so just tearing it, blowing it up right now to me makes no sense whatsoever. And if you're going to give Melvin a three-year deal, having him kind of line up with that three-year deal for uh, Farhan Zaidi to me makes all the sense in the world. And I personally give it a big, huge stamp of approval. I know that's, you're not all going to agree. And try to be nice in the comments section to each other. You know, you can say whatever you want to me, but don't yell at each other, please. It's not going to accomplish anything for either side. So with that bit of advice out of the way, um, first of all, coming up in just a minute, I made a surprise appearance. I I was surprised myself to find my own voice somewhere. I'll tell you where, an important place my own voice was discovered this morning by me. And also, what's next What's next for the Giants now that this is done? They've hired Bob Melvin. What is to come? They've extended Farhan Zaidi. They've extended Bob Melvin. What is to come next for the Giants? We'll get into it in just a minute. And before we do, today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite event, whether it's a concert, theater, World Series games, Giants games for next year with hopefully a you know roster that's much improved and more compelling and drives you out to the ballpark. Uh, you want to have fun at those events, so why get stressed ahead of time in the ticket-buying process? And for me, prior to game time, that was always what happened. And one of the big things was that I sometimes travel to see uh, teams, the Giants play on the road or whatever, and I'm going to a new ballpark I've never seen before. How am I supposed to know what the seat looks, the the view is like from the seat in a two-dimensional map if I'm looking at different heights, levels, you know? So 2D just doesn't cut it. But images of seat views, that's what you need. And that's what you get with game time. Plus, in terms of price, this is probably the biggest thing of all. You get the lowest price guarantee. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L O C K E D O N M L B for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, as promised, my own voice came to, by surprise to my own ears this morning as I woke up, and that was something. And also, where do the Giants go now? That like, where do they turn from here? To me, a good day for the organization. And like when they hired Kapler, it, I I I would want to go listen, re-listen. I don't want to have to go re-listen to my podcast from that next day. I, oh. It was a tense introductory press conference, and I would call it kind of a tense tenure for Gabe Kapler here. And I think that is just not going to be the case with Bob Melvin. Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. Everydayers, coming up later this week, uh, we've got more reaction to the to the hiring of Bob Melvin. Quotes from Bob Melvin coming for sure, and from Farhan Zaidi, and just... All kinds of reaction going to be coming from every corner, and we're going to be all over it. 
and do a mailbag post this news as well. So hearing my own voice, um, not crackling like that, but hearing my own voice as I watch this hype video that the Giants themselves put out about Bob Melvin, that came as a surprise. So whoever was listening, you maybe you're listening now, whoever did that and put that together. Um, first of all, thank you. I'm flattered. Second of all, I don't even want to say it, but like you could have given me credit like in the, I don't know, in the just like in tiny print at the bottom of the screen. It's fine. It's fine. I'm not going to sue. Don't worry. But uh, it was, the, it was, it was just cool. You know, it, the, the three voices that appear in this 58 second video are Bob Melvin's, Mike Kruko's, and mine. And so that was incredibly cool. And so to whoever did that with the Giants, um, thank you for listening. And also, uh, that was awesome. I don't know what else to say. A lot of you, like a million of you tagged me and were like, holy cow, awesome to hear your voice. It was like them pulling audio from me talking about Melvin from the last couple days. So that was cool. And one thing that like comes to mind because that video had a lot to do with him being local. He went to the same high school that I went to, Menlo Atherton. Um, he grew up in Menlo Park, where I grew up. And uh, that's one of the things about Melvin is that there's so much familiarity here. Not just like, oh, he's familiar with, with the area. But there's like, he played with Mike Kruko and Dwayne Kuyper. I don't know. But they're... They know him and they like him and they're friends with him. He's friends with like Larry Bear. He has a past relationship with Farhan Zaidi. So all of that plays into this as well as it just like people can just kind of relax about who the manager is. And I think there was a lot of tension about who the manager was with Kapler. And So again, my initial reaction to this, I'm not like going to try to hide it, was that I didn't want him. But the more I dug into what happened in San Diego, like my initial reaction was largely based on the failures of the Padres and kind of the drama and like, how do you not win with that roster? But the more that's that I've like read about it, the more it's clear that had probably had very little to do with Bob Melvin. And in fact, like he wanted out, like that's how bad it was. And it had, didn't really have to do with him. And everywhere he goes, he is beloved. And so, you know, similar to Bochi in a lot of ways in that way. And just like nobody, there's not a bad word that anybody has to say about Bob Melvin. So where do the Giants go from here? Well, one of the first things, and this is the one thing I've said as a quote unquote concern, is what does the coaching staff look like? It's not so much a concern as it is like an uncertainty and it just depends. Like I will have an opinion on which coaches are brought back, which ones leave, who are the replacements for the ones who leave. And then like the ones who stay, do I think they should have stayed and all that. So there's, um, you know, because like Donnie Ecker was a potential managerial fit for the Giants I'm I'm not sure they ever had a chance to interview him. They maybe they were able to ask uh, permission to see if they would be allowed to interview him, and maybe the Rangers just said no. Maybe the maybe Donnie Ecker expressed that he wasn't interested. Don't know, or they just were like, you know what, Bob Melvin's is is who we want regardless, like over even over a Donnie Ecker. And I think that in a lot of ways it makes sense in that 
a first year manager isn't the person for the moment right now. I don't think a first time manager. I think of, I think like that's, this is what I'm saying. I've come around that Melvin is actually the perfect guy, uh, given he, this will be his 21st year of managing. So everybody can just take a deep breath and know that you're getting someone who's been around the block and is kind of well versed in, Again, I always hate to put it into camps like old school and new school, but he is like he's kind of he gets them both. And that's I think that's great. But what comes next? Well, like the coaching staff and Farhan Zaidi said, uh, I think it was again in that after the press conference TV interview with Carlos Ramirez that they intend to basically announce their coaching staff in the next seven to 10 days. And so that is something to look out for on this show as well, as we have daily Monday through Friday podcasts. As soon as we hear rumors or anything about anything to do with the coaching staff, we'll bring that to you. And so that's like immediately what comes next and all seven to 10 days. That's before uh, free agency starts because the world series is going to take about seven to 10 days from now. I don't know exactly when, game seven would be they start on friday and of course you know it could go four games it could go up to seven games so we don't know exactly when the world series ends but then five days after the world series ends free agency begins and um option decisions have to be made so like sean Manaya uh with the opt-out ross stripling with the opt-out michael conforto with the opt-out the giants with alex cobb and uh, qualifying offers, I don't know if those also are five days after the World Series ends. I think they are. So, or at least around then. So anyway, a lot is to come. And then free agency itself. And it's going to just be another year where the Giants are going to try to make an impact to their roster in the offseason. And, you know, I get it. Nobody wants to hear tried. They tried. I, I totally get you, but it's a new day and they're going to try again. And maybe this time trying actually materializes into something, especially if they're shopping at the high end of the, the starting pitching market. That should give you optimism that they actually come away with someone because they have not had too much of a problem doing like the Barry Zito. And I mean, he was at the top of the market, not that it was a good signing, but he was at the top of the market at that time, Johnny Cueto, Jeff Samarja, and, um, you know, like Carlos Rodon and Kevin Gosman, like it just all pitchers want to pitch here. It's a good place to pitch. And there's a lot, and that just happens to be what I would call the strength of this free agent market is starting pitching. And so anyway, that I think they need hitters too. I'm not saying th therefore that's all they should try to do. But, you know, a lot is to come is basically what I'm saying. And Bob Melvin is going to be, I just think it's the right choice and I feel good about it and I can relax and rest easy knowing that he's here and it's not just a one-year thing, nor is it with Farhan Zaidi. Like there's stability and I think a good pairing. I think the Giants are in good hands and they did actually nail this decision. The next question is the coaching staff. So we'll be back uh, every single weekday, breaking it all down as it unfolds. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen today and every day. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. Check me out on Twitter or X at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S. 
P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out a lot, so thank you in advance, and thank you to everyone who's done so already. I can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. Thanks again for listening. Today, you are now Locked on Giants.